You are now listening to the Conversationalist Podcast. Well, hello, and thank you for listening to another episode of the Conversationalist Podcast. This is episode eight. I'm Jesse, and I'm here with Joe. And uh, today we're going to be talking a little bit about um, the airsoft op we went to uh, just this past Memorial Day weekend. Uh, Operation Lion Claws 20th anniversary um, and kind of a I guess the camping situation uh, I guess campsite planning as it relates to are, are you sure you know as it relates to like you know an area that's maybe a little closer to the city um, how our campsite was for this particular op and then must have even yeah and then even getting into uh like some extra considerations for you know basically being out in the middle of nowhere like we will be when we go to operation copperhead in new mexico for the ams game that's in september yeah look up lord bird new mexico yeah (laughs) shit (laughs) but before we get to that what are you drinking there? I see you got a can of something. I've got the. I have to read the name. It's a. It's a. It's a good name. You like a monocle out? Dude, I gotta get my light out because this room's <laughs> fucking dark. It's it's Santa Cruz Brewery, but it's it looks like the old Santa Cruz skateboard. Uh-huh. It's called Screaming Hand Red IPA. It's got the big blue hand with the mouth coming out of it, which uh, harkens back to skating back in my youth. Cool. Well, that brewery. Lot. What brewery is that? Been? I believe it's Santa Cruz Brewery. Oh really? Yeah. That's hmm. what I'm saying. Oh, Strike Brewing Company. My bad. Strike. Pretty don't cool. Know. I don't know. I just fucking pulled it out of the cooler. <laughs> it it somehow a, bought itself. Because it had uh, it had 7.5% alcohol by volume. And it had a cool label. Wow. Mm. What type of beer is it? A re- uh, double red IP. Oh, hey, double it's, red. It's good. Hmm. I don't know what that means, but it's it's uh, smooth. I would I would get that again. It's almost like somebody mixed a little stout in there. <laughs> stout. I have some more Heaven's Door double barrel whiskey. This shit is delicious. I was actually at Bevmon the other day because I was looking at getting some uh, more Heaven's Door, but the individual bottles of Heaven's Door, uh, getting a 750 milliliter bottle, they're like, like $60, $70 each. <laughs> like this was like a... Kind of like a, okay, hey, I'm going to get these three not, different bottles to see which oh, one I like the most yeah. kind of thing. Not quite a sample, but not quite a uh, take-to-a-party size. Right. Well, because, I mean, these bottles here are 200 milliliters. So, you know, the, the three that I have make I saw, up. I saw that, that pack that I have over there. Yeah, they make right. up a little less than, you know, in one bottle. But it's good because, I mean, you don't want to buy a bourbon that you don't like. And then be like, fuck, I'm stuck with this one. The one that I actually like the most. How many bourbons have you bought that you didn't drink? Uh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that one that you bought that was like supposed to be lemonade or whatever. <laughs> didn't taste anything like it. No. Uh, but yeah, I, I would say my favorite thus far is the the Heaven's Door, that uh, Irish rye. Really good. Yeah, I like that. Uh, but this is the double barrel whiskey. What's that whiskey that's that Fat Ice Cubes, courtesy ben, of Joe. The Ben brought. Uh, it was Maker's Mark 
but it was the special edition. 46. That show was pretty good. So the, the Maker's Mark standard bottle is like, I want to say it's like 25 maybe $26. The 46 I want to say, is like an extra 10 bucks on top of that. So it's like 36 bucks. That's still wrong about Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, but like Bullet's like 30 Bullet's so 32 yeah, somewhere depending on the, the little size. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit more expensive, but because like when I bought Maker's... the crown, crown vanilla, the crown vanilla is I think twenty twenty five dollars. It's anything, pretty reasonable. Anything that's flavored is cheaper. Oh yeah, but still, because I mean, as far as like flavor and like quality, so fucking crown. I mean, crown vanilla for twenty dollars, that is fucking bargain. Oh yeah, yeah. But I, I can see where people get whiskey snob or bourbon snob, and they're like, that's flavor in it. You know, if, they, if it has artificial flavor. I do like when it has the you like when you can taste all the different flavors that are brewed into it, but it's not an additive flavor. I don't get me wrong; I do love the the crown vanilla; it's delicious, and a couple of the other ones. But like, I get it; they're just basically adding syrup to it. You know what I mean? Versus like if they if they if they put like vanilla beans in there or something, you know? Well, I I like flavored whiskeys, but like quality ones. Like right. So with can't be too sweet. Well, like with crown, I like the vanilla crown because the vanilla crown actually tastes like they put actual vanilla beans in the bottle. Hmm. And so you get that really rich flavor that doesn't taste artificial where you might get something that say says it has mm-hmm. vanilla, but it has this like really weird taste of vanilla. It's almost like, you know, if you were to drink some, you know, real OJ and then you get some OJ Board from flavor. concentrate and you can taste like the processed Flavor. Well, it's just sugar water. It didn't actually come from an orange. It has orange flavor or something. Exactly. And like that's the thing is like I'll drink something that has that quality taste. Like for example, screwball. Does screwball taste like it's got some weird peanut butter aftertaste, or does it taste like it has like a rich, bold flavor to it? Do you think you think they actually like filter it through peanut butter? I think so. (laughs) I think they probably like get like like big hard sheets of peanut butter and then they pour bourbon on top of peanut, it until it like, like melts it through peanut brittle yeah Ooh, we sound like those idiots on the fucking twig left twigs and right twigs commercials <laughs> stupid no but it, it's 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 good i mean i, I don't mind a, a good quality flavored bourbon as long as it's done right if it just i'm not going to get something for the sake of having something flavored like yeah it even tastes actually you know, sort of processed it's trash actually i like the taste of it now even as i understand the difference between the peaty ones and smoke it's like uh, when you get something and somebody uses liquid smoke in their recipe uh-huh. versus using a smoker. Right. Yeah. You know, you're just like, oh, oh yeah, uh, liquid smoke is awful. You can fuck it up really easy by putting yeah. too much. Yeah. Uh, any is too much. Mm. Any liquid smoke, too much. <laughs> so, uh, you want to talk a little about uh, the game we went to? Mm. Uh, offline class. The uh, offline class military simulation series. Which is a West Coast thing for us, especially, but it's all over the country. Um, it was in Victorville, California, which is out in the middle of the, where are they? Is it San Bernardino County? Yes. I think it is, yeah. Um, it's a Georgia Air Force Base. It's a retired Air Force Base in the middle of the city. They do not have walls around it, so it's pretty dilapidated. Uh, and there's, it's like two square miles of housing. Yeah, it's like pretty that. big. Dude, it's huge. It's bigger than What's the, funny this is neighborhood we're in right now. Well, we play in a very, I wouldn't say a small section, but we pay. We only play in like a very Maybe specific half. part of the facility because there's actually a lot of 
area that we don't typically use. Yeah, it's true. I mean, we butt up against some edges. But, I mean, I don't know. I think we do most of the field. If you think about, like, where the clover field is, where we were starting, mm -hmm. that's the edge of the AO. Yeah. I don't think it goes. Because there's a, a, a logistics airport really, really close, like, across the street from it. I think what it is is the area that we normally wouldn't use. It's, like, um, across the street from the area where we would typically check in. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a there's still a lot more oh, that hasn't true. been used. But the problem is, is that when you go on that far edge, you're butting up against like airport. properties that are in use. Yeah, yeah, and stuff. So I think that's probably what it is. Yeah, it's um, it doesn't have a lot of legs left on it. I'll be honest, man. It's it's every year it gets worse and worse. There've been some airsoft companies come through there and really fuck it up lately. Yeah, really fuck it up. Um, but it's still fucking awesome, dude. I mean, we played there. What I think our first game was 2013. God, it's been a really long time. I was looking at the, like Facebook memories, and it's like someone, sh it's like showing shit from like 2015 or something like because, that. Well, like, I mean, fuck, like we've been playing for like seven fucking. 2016 was the 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 year where we fielded like 12 people on a, a team. Like mm -hmm. we had that, and that's our epic year. But we played several times before that at Lion Claws. That was like because we we had our shit all squared away by then. Right. Well, it's crazy because I don't. It doesn't feel like we've been there like. Eight times. times. Yeah. But, well, plus, you know, Milson West here, Milson West there. I mean, how many times you've actually been to that AO? It's it's still like, I, I still have to get a feel for where shit is. It's, it's big enough that I don't remember. It's hillier. Every time we go there, I realize it's way hillier than I thought it was. <laughs> like, like, it's subtle hills. It's not like Hill 559 or something, but fucking A, dude. It can wear your ass. When you're tired, you recognize mm -hmm. the hills better. Well, it's because a lot of the, the buildings mm -hmm. that are um, on these uh blocks that they're kind of it's like they piled up the dirt and then leveled it out and then placed the buildings on top of it so there's well they just kind of cut it like out a of the foot or, like, a, like a foot or two that you kind of got to like run up oh yeah well they have to get up it drainage out yeah so like you're when you're running from one section to another like especially like the what would have been like the grassy areas between buildings uh, where there would have been like some open common area it, it kind of slopes in the middle, which I think was probably meant for like irrigation. If yeah, they actually sure. had like sprinklers, well, grass, and stuff. They had grass and shit. Right. There. Well, I mean, like they were angled Trees. and divoted yeah. so that like if they overwatered, it Doesn't, wouldn't get puddled no. up. But like it's Victorville, there's no fucking rain. Obviously, Dude. there's no sprinklers anymore. Yeah. So now it's just like big old fucking dips. Victorville is arid. It's at the edge of the Mojave Desert. If you come from Los Angeles to Vegas, you drive right past it. It's it's off the 15. Uh, it's it's literally we drive through the Mojave Desert. We go past the Hyundai testing grounds. We go past Edwards Air Force Base. We go past the famous uh, windmills out there in Tehachapi. Mm -hmm. It's weird because we drive up through the mountains. We climb about almost four thousand feet out of Bakersfield, thirty thirty five hundred something like that. We climb up into Tehachapi, which is really green, um, you know, kind of mammothy, kind of mammoth looking. And then once you get out of the edge of Tehachapi, which is a real small town, you're immediately in the high desert. It goes from Pine trees to the fucking <laughs> Joshua trees, man. So yeah, yucca plants and yeah, shit. Yeah, like, so it starts there, and I mean that desert runs all the way to New Mexico, dude. <laughs> I mean just mm -hmm. desert, desert, desert. It's it's crazy. Um, so it's it's really dry, really arid. Not a whole lot going on up there. I mean, there's some big cities. Victorville is not a little city. And and so where George Air Force Base is, um, like taking the the main road that would 
that would actually take you to George Air Force Base, which is like right next to the Southern California Logistics Airport. Um, it's probably about 10, maybe 15 minute drive to like, I guess what would be a shopping center that there's a lot of stuff at. Oh like yeah, Walmart. Walmart, Subway, AutoZone, yeah, like pretty much every restaurant you can think of, center of grocery account. stores and stuff like that. Um, there's a lot of stuff there that like, even if you don't bring everything that you need, you're probably going to be able to find whatever it is you're looking for you're in one of these stores. You're 15 minutes from, you know, like a like a gas station with a really nice mini mart in it. Not even 15 minutes, five minutes away in a car. Right. Yeah. And then, I mean, to but get about to, 15 if you want to go to the big store. Go to Walmart. Yeah. Go grocery shopping, which is great, dude, because, and it always just feels so easy for us. It's a two hour drive. I mean, it's so fast getting there this time. Two hour drive. You don't have to worry about gas. Like, there's gas stations along the whole way. There's a little desert. Like if you broke down, it'd be a long fuck. But if not, like some of the places when we drive to New Mexico, dude, you don't They're, see a car. Yeah, you don't it, see a like, gas station see the for a while. They'll say like no services for like the next eighty-seven miles or something. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's really nice. It's easy. It's a, it's a very it's easy. It's a dirty off though. That's why I always feel like lots of dirt blowing everywhere. Lots of, well, because it's desert. It's windy. Yeah. Um, so you have, I have to prepare for wind, good stakes. Last year we camped on, uh, they changed where we camped. So we had to camp on asphalt and that presented a lot of issues. Oh yeah, it did. Cause <laughs> you can't, you can't just nail into fucking asphalt all that easily. Well, like in even, uh, certain areas that looked like they were dirt, dirt that was actually asphalt under it. Yeah. Yeah. It was just so old that the dirt had reclaimed the asphalt yeah. and then the dirt is so fucking hard out there in most places because it's so arid. I mean, it rains. Uh, it rains very little. We get good weather though. Like the high was like 95, 96, 97. No, uh, it wasn't that sun. high. I mean, I'm the, no, it was. It the high was lower, but if you looked at the actual thermometers and shit, it was way hotter. It was. It was about ninety five mm. on Sunday. It was. It was a little warm, but in the shade, ninety five is doable. Right um, today, where this is our high is one hundred and four, but it's actually one hundred and eight. It's fucking miserable no matter what you do. So it was 108. Yeah. I hate when, like, fucking... The like, real feels... Just, like, it's 104, but it feels like 108. Which means so it's 108. It's 108, then. Uh, this water feels like it's 212 degrees. Oh, look, it's boiling. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking retarded. This water self-identifies as 212. <laughs> so, like, you yeah, know, we're coming out... High, coming... high triple digits in Bakersfield today, about 380. <laughs> oh, shit. But, uh, you know, coming out to this off, like... I mean, as far as, like, what you planned on bringing, like, having had experience coming to this AO, uh, I mean, what were a lot of the things that, like, you were considering, like, knowing that it's arid, knowing that it's pretty sunny, that there's not a lot of uh, shade out there, that the ground is super dense? Well, I mean, we're not taking the bare minimums. And I'll say this, because we're only driving two hours, the gas isn't a consideration. Mm -hmm. Um None of that shit's consideration. It was only me and you in the truck. And then we and had a truck for the first time for a big off. So, uh, versus a Subaru or a fucking, how the fuck we ever did an Ford Fusion with three of us, <laughs> in a, three of us in a Ford Fusion in New Mexico and then with a bag on top. Um, but <clears throat> we're not worried about like cramming as many people in a car to get there because we don't have, you know what I mean? Like two, that, that drive is so short versus a 13, 14 hour drive. Right. So um, I always compare the two. So uh, shade, shade is important. Easy ups, um, lots of easy ups. Dude. Like we need more easy ups always. 
you know, we have we were squared away with three easy ups and pop up tents. Right. We have three. Yeah. Plus, plus the one I, that didn't work at you all. You had kind of like an awning on the side of your truck. That was totally useless for the group, though, right? That didn't that, that didn't it help anybody. Presented some shade. It was a little what, bit. Yeah. Well, I think what made it kind of useless was that it had. Like an enclosure that right, nobody yeah. wanted to go into. Right, right. So if it had just been like an awning, yeah, it probably would which, have been used. Which I was worried about it getting getting fucked out because it's a little bit. It doesn't have structure to it, so I was I was worried about getting messed up. Mm-hmm. But it would have been fine had I just nailed it nailed it down appropriately, you know. Um, but again, lesson learned. First time I've taken it to an op, right? Right. So we had three easy ups, and we have what, eight people. Yeah, is there eight of us. Seven, eight of us. seven. Of us. Seven, because we had eight on our squad. Right. It was me, you, Brandon, Tanner, Will, Will ben, Juan, Juan, and Ben. And Ben. Armando. Armando. I thought I said Armando. I didn't say Armando. <laughs> <laughs> there were seven or eight of us. I don't know. Yeah. And you forgot about me. <laughs> you, Joe, Ben, <laughs> you, Armando, Joe. William, uh, Tanner and Brandon at seven. Okay. And we had that one. Oh, did I say one? <laughs> you said one and then you said two. You said three. <laughs> <laughs> it was fucking seven Fucking. Jesus Christ. Uh, we can yeah. plan a camping trip. We can do that. So, yeah. yeah so, I mean, um, we, you know, I had my tent on top of the truck. I had a rooftop tent. Uh, everybody else had tents. And the one thing that, you know, we kind of actually planned our camp out a little bit. We're like, Dude, let's let's park the cars around the perimeter. Let's put the tents inside that, and then you know let's make a, a common area with our easy ups in the middle. You know, and and then we planned it out better this time. Well, this time I was like, all right, hey guys, like let's make sure because you know we kind of just like started putting up our tents when we got there last time, like you were saying. And so this time I'm like, all right, guys, before we fucking do anything, let's put the easy ups first. Let's tie them together. Let's build the common area and then let's put our tents around it, which yeah. ended up working that out worked perfectly. Out great. And we had a little shade from it, like a dead tree. That was nice. We were up in like super thick. Yeah, that's a whole different story. Yeah. Um, but like we had super thick pine needles and we had we had taken a big broom. Which uh, was fucking way helpful. Dude. I, mean, I know it sounds stupid to like bring a broom for that's, dirt. Well, because we were going to camp on asphalt. So we're right. like, let's, because it was really fucked out last time. Like, just all the shit on there. Oh, yeah, all the and rocks then and shit. Ben actually brought a rake, dude, which I was like, holy shit, that seems like the most useless thing ever. But it was, he thought huh. it was, it was pretty helpful. Yeah. But the broom ended up being badass, dude. We just, we swept that whole, I don't know, what are we, like 40 square foot area? Yeah. About know, 40, 20 by 20 or something like that. Swept it. So it was like we weren't just tracking dirt and kicking shit up. It was actually real clean and nice, man. It was like, it was super easy to do. It all yeah, it was, it was really easy. And so, like, you know, all the different openings for all of the easy ups that have been put up, basically, we're like, okay, hey, look, we're, everybody's going to have their tent facing one of these sections. So you come uh, out into the shade. Right. So you're, you're, you're facing the common area. Getting a little everybody bit of shade. Can see each other. And it kind of, you know, we had like one little entry exit point and it, it, it made it so. We had some choke points so people couldn't sneak up on us in the middle of the night. <laughs> but, but, you know, like like planning it in that manner made it so that like it was really easy for everybody to congregate together. It didn't like put any Uh-oh. odd person out as far as like, right. you know, sleeping outside of what would be like the common area. And uh, so like, you know, that that was really 
it ended up being really nice. Yeah. And, and I think one of the things that was also new and different as far as like, as opposed to like master planning our, our camping area was that you bought this big old fucking rug. Dude, the, yeah, we bought it from when we get our trailer and it's like, it's made out of, I guess like plastic, you know, like plastic fibers and it's super light. I don't know if you picked it up, but the whole thing maybe weighs five pounds at most, but it's nine feet by 18 feet and it has places where you can nail it down. So it's not going to blow around. Dude, it was nice having that, right? Like oh, yeah. People... Well, like, I mean, like, so we're in our, we're in the common area. Like, you also have that little tiny, like, gas fire pit, right? Which uh, was first really useful. was actually chilly. The second night was actually useful. Though. Yeah. <laughs> the first night, it wasn't, it wasn't too cold. It was kind of warm, like warm, like cold, but warm enough that, like, you didn't really have most, to be, like, in the covers. It was 60s. It wasn't a big deal. Yeah, it was, it was, it was decent. But the second night, the, 50, the second night got really cold. And that thing came in fucking handy. I know, because when you're sitting out there in shorts, all the rest of us sitting there in like, sweatpants. Well, it's a or fucking desert. I'm not going to be wearing pants. Desert gets cold tonight, Jesse. Well, that's why I have a fucking... <laughs> a, a fucking uh... Dude, it was cold sitting around sitting around at camp a little bit. Like, it was it was chilly sitting here. Sitting here screw it. Yeah. Oh, fuck. So, our, our mic situation's fucked. I, I switched tables up here, and uh, our mic stands don't like the table. So we've got this thing so jury-rigged. It's, it's retarded. It is... It is. Re- we actually have our mic stands attached to two extra chairs, and then they're <laughs> just sticking out, leaning on the table. Super awesome, but no, no fucking clue. Yeah, no it's, idea that it's, we were going to run into this problem. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty funny. We look like uh, like some orphans that found musical equipment and like put it together. This is like a post-apocalyptic <laughs> podcast setup, dude. <laughs> it's, yeah. Um. So lots of steaks. You know what? No one ever brings. Fucking a, dude. No one ever brings a good hammer. Remember one year I took a rubber mallet? Oh my god, that was a war. That's the stupidest thing ever. Then but no one ever brings, like, one guy brings a hammer. Seriously, one guy brings a hammer to, and everybody, you got eight people nailing down tents, easy ups, all this shit. And then you gotta have a claw hammer to get the shit out. Right. So, Wait, we, Ben actually brought a claw hammer. We, we, we Somebody kicked Somebody else had a hammer. You brought a fucking I brought, axe. I, well, I, had, I had a hammer and a, a hatchet. Yeah. So it had the hammer head on it. So, I mean, we and were ready to go. brought, like, a sledge. Yeah. We both had two and a half pound sledges, me and Juan. And Juan, because he's a cameraman for a local TV station, brings uh, a big setup where he has a light that he puts up. Like, if you were filming a remote for a, for a TV show, mm-hmm. you know, he brings that light, which lights up our whole camp. And then he brings, like, an inverter or battery pack or something that he plugs it into. Like, that guy's super fucking prepared. So yeah, which that's is, nice which having is super light. useful as far as like having the light. Yeah. I don't know how long that light lasts, but Dude, it, lasts it doesn't go out whenever two we're... Nights. Yeah, I mean, those two nights in a row, like we had more than sufficient light. Yeah. You know, like we ended up playing beer pong that one night. Pretty much the only hindrance was the, the amount of fucking wind. Yeah. Um, but uh, that didn't come through. Oh, okay. Uh, so like it's, you know, one of those things where it's... And then that little LED string lights. I have those for camping. Oh, you wrap and those I, in the poles yeah, of... Yeah, and I've just got like a got a Jackery uh, battery charger, dude. That thing's great. It lasted a whole weekend. So just running little lights and shit like that. Charge my phone. Good battery pack is important. I mean, and an inverter is important. Like, so you mentioned that like Juan has an inverter that you can actually use to plug into the cigarette lighter, so that you can use wall plug stuff. Like for me and Joe, it's actually really nice that our trucks actually have built-in inverters in the bed of our pickup. Yeah. So all we have to do is just turn the truck on, press the little button, it activates the power, plug it in, boom, you're done. Yeah, you can charge batteries. You were blowing up your air mattress on it. 
mm-hmm. uh, which is nice. It's nice that it's outside, you know, you don't have to fuck around with it. Um, but I also kind of, I, mean, I planned, but I sort of shit planned too. I'm like, yeah, just throw shit in the last minute. Well, you know, a lot yeah. of it too is like, you know, at least with this camp, it's like, okay, whatever we don't bring, go to Walmart. We, we, we go to Walmart. We went one year right? and bought air mattresses because, the first year. Yeah, like, like, this this year, you know, Ben actually brought that fucking grill. We were gonna grill some shit up, and then we were like just so tired from like the fucking op. They were like, uh, you know, we're gonna go into town for ice. Let's just buy food, which is something we haven't normally done in the past. But right. this time we did. So Hot the first so night good. we had fucking panda. Second night we had pizza. Yeah. You know, so it was it was. But we had, we had different. We did use the grill though. We we had hot dogs and shit on it. I mean, we were. Oh yeah, well, I, I fucking grilled up my spam on there. <laughs> When it was super fucking good, by the way. <laughs> it's got to be better than not grilled up spam. Oh, I love non grilled up spam. Oh. It's delicious. Oh. But, uh, you know, like, there's a lot of, uh, I mean, I would say the most important things for, like, any camp, regardless of whether it's cool or hot, are probably one of the most clutch things is the fucking mat that you brought, the carpet. Yeah, we're bringing other, that again. The other thing is, too, is to just have a, a ton of easy-ups for yeah. good shade. Yeah, because, dude, it's so hot. And especially at Lion Claws, we had a lunch break. You know, but, man, like, even even Copper Hit, yeah. easy-ups are fucking key. They're so important. As many easy-ups as you can get because no matter what you do, you get one easy-up, mm-hmm. you get two square feet of shade. You know, and, and, and another thing is, like, tables. You know, like, if you can get, like... Two or three tables, that's great. Because, like, cool. you know, depending on whatever it is you're doing, everybody needs some sort of flat surface base to kind of, like, get their shit ready. So, like, the more tables you have, the more you're kind of, like, fighting over, like, you know, a little bit of real estate. Because, you know, the only other thing you can really um, use other than a table is, you tailgate. know, a lot, of, a lot of people end up using their own chair. Yeah, or tailgate. Yeah, tailgate or something like that. Dude, and, and it goes without saying chair. We forgot to mention chair. Because yeah. we've all forgotten a chair when we went to an op. Yeah, and then people so are like, like hey, a, you want, can I sit on your glue? And you're like, no, it's not a fucking chair. It's not a chair. And yeah. then you come back and you're dragging your ass back into camp. And somebody's trying to sit in your chair. Somebody's trying to sit in, in like, seriously, I've had that happen a couple times. It's like, hey, bud, move. It's my chair. And they start fucking around with you. And I'm like, I'm going to stick a knife in your fucking neck, dude. Like, I'm literally going to fucking stab you and pull your dead body out of the chair. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, I've literally had that thought cross my mind before. Like, motherfucker, mm-hmm. you don't know how serious I am right now. I'm dying. That's so funny. Like, my feet fucking hurt. I just want to sit take off my boots. Yeah. Bring a, bring a chair, dude. And, like, my chairs have a little fold-up table on the side. Mm-hmm. You know, it pops up. It's great for drinks, beverages. Just, like, the, the more space you can have... Cause, you know, you're always loading BBs, working on your gun, tech and shit, doing this. Like, I bring a little table, a little folding, uh, as the folding legs on it. It's not a full size, but I built a little rack underneath my rooftop tent. So it just slides in, doesn't take up any, like, it's space that wouldn't be used for anything anyway. And it's, it's completely out of the way, so it makes it really easy. Um, I think for Copperhead, I'm going to put on my roof rack, uh, I'm thinking about getting, like, mounting some, some boxes up there. You know, like a like a pelican type box uh-huh. to put more shit in. Oh, okay. it takes up less less room in the, the bed of the truck because you just need more shit going to Copperhead. You know, like we've got those big ice chests to take up a lot of room, but man, you've got to you've got to have more ice chests than you need because well, you don't get ice during the off. And with that, you were talking about you know preparing the ice chests for the event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because even the you have yet. Well, yeah, we have. And, and I have. Yeti a, I have a, supposed to take like. You know, seven days not melting ice. Yeah, but when not, you're opening those fucking ice chests, right? Like if you have a beer every thirty minutes, or 
whatever. Like the worst part is when people are like, like any normal person would use a fucking yeah. ice chest. The worst part was people can I get one of your waters because I didn't I didn't bring any cold water. Right. So they want your cold water, and then everybody's just going in and opening it and not closing it. It drives me nuts. Dude. Yeah. Well, and and because of that, your ice ends up melting in like two days. Oh well, I mean we get there like for. We went for ice both nights we were there at, at Lion Claws this year. Yeah. I had ice in my ice chest, and then we went for ice two nights in a row. Saturday, or Friday night and Saturday night, bought ice, right? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't, I mean, it, it melts, and you want ice, man. It's a comfort item out in the desert. Oh, absolutely. And that's why you want to prepare your your uh, your ice chest. So, like, if you're going to bring a shitload of water, freeze all of your bottles of water. Okay, so there, here's, here's a little hint for freezing water bottles. Open them up, take a little sip out of it, or dump a tiny bit of water out, and then freeze that motherfucker. Don't freeze it overnight. Don't freeze it two nights. Freeze it for two fucking weeks in your freezer. Freeze 12 water bottles at least. Then they work as ice in your ice chest, and then by the end of the op on Sunday, you still have super cold water with little chunks of ice in it usually. Right, because if you put in a shitload of waters and then you put ice over the top of it, it cools that water. The water gets cool. But it's occupying a bunch of space where, like, there should be ice there. Yep. So if you're freezing all the bottles of water, it. yeah, you're dual purposing it because eventually it's going to become a water bottle from melting and it's keeping your it's keeping everything cool because the big blocks of ice are going to stay ice longer yep. than all the little bullshit ice you get from the fucking AMPM or whatever. And then, yeah, I have a lifetime freezer uh, cooler. I have a little Yeti, like a twenty quart, which doesn't hold shit. I mean, it's great for when we go kayaking and. You know, we want to take a couple beers or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, a little lunch. But, I mean, it's fucking hard to put anything in there. Uh, about, so I have the bigger, what is it, 40 quarter, 35 quarter, whatever it is. Lifetime, same brand as my kayak. It's Walmart brand. And, uh, it, you know what, I have, there's no noticeable difference between that and my Yeti, to be honest. But, um, you know, a couple things to make it cooler last. And I, I've learned this through trial and error and just reading about it. Is if you have access, like we have Smart and Final here. Yeah. They have block eyes. Also, I think Albertsons has block ice. So block ice is, you know, obviously there's a greater surface area that's frozen. It's going to stay frozen longer versus little chunks of ice. So um, I always go get at least one block of ice, which takes up a lot of room in your freezer, plus the water bottles, plus the ice that you spread on top, you know, that goes all all the nooks and crannies. Mm -hmm. But also a couple days before I bring it inside. So it's, you know, cooling down room temperature, you know, the room temperature of 70 degrees versus my garage is 180 degrees. Um, start doing that, and then like I'll I'll start like emptying my freezer ice every night out of the freezer. Yeah, you know, and just dumping that in there, dumping that. So you condition it. You're getting it cooler, getting it cooler. You know, a day or two before you go, just dumping all that ice in there and letting it redo. redo and then right before we go, I put the ice in there and get it nice and cold. So. Well, the thing is too is like if you have the ability to get like say two coolers, one is so just with the ice. block ice, just all the all the fucking ice water bottles. You're not opening that one. It's just fucking ice. Yeah. The other one, you're maybe putting some solid things of ice in there, but you're also putting like just miscellaneous ice in there, and you're putting some of the food in there so that at least the food stays cool. But then you're like putting all that food in like big, you know, like Ziploc bags that are sealed and stuff so they don't get all wet and nasty. Yeah. And so then once you get to an Good op, idea. say like Copperhead, and you're you're bringing food to like you know grill up like red meat or whatever. Because you don't just want Mountain House. I'm so fucking sick of Mountain House food. Yeah. I, I have a hard time gagging it down. <laughs> and I love that shit I know, for it's years. Good. It's good. It is, but I'm so sick of it. But, um, yeah, you know, so when you go out there and you have like this, you know, 
these real food items in this cooler and you're and, opening and, and that like one cooking with out. your bros and it's so important right yeah Hot you know food. and then eventually that that ice is going to go bad but you've more or less used all your food but you can replenish that ice with the primary ice box that's right? a good idea so i mean that's uh you know definitely something to consider if you have more than one ice chest or you know like in in our case you have a small yeti cooler you have the lifetime yeti cooler plus your i yeti. have the yeti 45 that's and right. i even have like a big igloo you know, I mean, if it's just you and me in my truck this year, mm -hmm. I'm assuming we're taking my truck because I like to stay in my thing. I don't want to sleep on the ground like you ruffians. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we can, you know, we can get out. I don't want to take my truck because your your truck will. Well, never mind. Maybe it's just your rooftop in bad luck. Why it was that? in the area when you got choked out. No <laughs> 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 oh, shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't want to sleep on the ground. It's just not as much fun. Because yeah. I don't have a tent. Like, what do I do? I just don't have, I don't have a pad. I don't know. Wow. Ooh. That's super loud in my ear. Yeah, that hurt my ear too. I was trying to close something on a stupid laptop. <laughs> um, so, the, I, it, you know, we can tell, you can tell we put a lot of importance on the ice chest. And then we usually use like a little Coleman stove for cooking. Um, I've got a little setup now. You know, it's a two burner Coleman stove. I've got a flat top for cooking, which makes it a lot easier. You know, I've got actually, you know, Forks, knives, um, paper plates, all that shit, you know, because we go camping a lot. Mm -hmm. And that's that's pretty much what we cook on. We've gotten everything from steaks. Hamburgers are easy. Um, hot dogs are the best, you know. I'm, I fucking love hot dogs, dude. I don't get to I eat love flavored hot dogs. Like, I like Hebrew National Hebrew hot dogs. Nationals, yeah. or, I also love Nathan's. those, like, Johnsonville hot dogs that have, like, the cheese and shit. Yeah. Like, the well, bratwurst Like, like a kielbasa or, or something yeah. like that, yeah. Hot, hot links can't go wrong. Mm -hmm. and, and you know, one of the good thing about sausages, like, if something goes wrong and they don't stay super cold, it's pretty. I mean, you have a cured meat; it's pretty hard for bacteria to get in, right? Uh -huh. So, I mean, they're a lot safer than a fucking hamburger. And then, you know, putting hamburger in a cooler, yes, cross contamination issues because it's not cooked. You know, putting meat in a cooler and do because like I had a fucking thing of cheese in there. Uh, in this last one, it has a Ziploc. It still got flooded, flooded with water. I'm like, and like, I, I didn't put it in a Ziploc, but the bag itself was a Ziploc. It didn't seal well enough. So uh, hamburger, you know, you get like, but you got to eat it the first night you get there. You right. know what I mean? Like you've got no choice. Well, you don't want that shit contaminating your cooler and then all your ice is fucked. That that's terrifying to me when we go to Copperhead because it's it's a fifty mile drive to get ice. Right. So like, uh, you know, mentioning Copperhead. Uh, where we would camp is in Plyce, New Mexico, which is like part of the New Mexico Tech Training Facility, and the closest town, like in the, the United, actual city in the United like, States, in in <laughs> you know in New Mexico is uh, Lordsburg, and Lordsburg is about forty minutes away. Uh, Not an easy one drive. way, yeah. and it's it's a two lane highway. It's dark as fuck. It's mm -hmm. all, Near yeah. the Continental Divide, like it's fucking dude. It's just about ridiculous. Twelve miles from the Mexican border, right? And total and unguarded is, Mexican border. There is a there is like a, a like a very small. I wouldn't even quantify it as a sketchy town, liquor store, but just like a sketchy yeah liquor store slash gas station slash biker thing stays open till like two, two or three in the afternoon. Yeah, so by the time like we're actually like finished with an event and have the ability to go get something, it's already fucking closed. Yeah, and, um, and everybody's tired, dude. Like I don't want to drive. Nobody wants to be the one yeah. who runs. No, no. You know, definitely so not. It, yeah. it sucks. Yeah, so it, it's hard packing food. Like, we end up eating a lot of Mountain House. I'm going to do a lot of uh, like salami and cheese this year. 
I'm be like Jim Lang. It's just being fucking cheap. Fuck, dude. That guy had the most fucking cheese I ever saw. I don't know how that dude He just showed up. He showed up with half a block of cheddar cheese cut into little chunks. <laughs> he just sat there eating it for like 30 minutes, dude, while we were talking to Jesse. As soon as he left, Jesse just looked at everybody and he goes, Remember that time when Jim Lang sat down with a fucking hunk of cheese? <laughs> <laughs> it was ridiculous. He was just like sitting there all like, just, like, like He was like a rat, like, dude. Everybody just fucking used that much cheese. And like nobody said anything. Everybody was looking at him. He like, didn't have any. Normal. Crackers, he didn't have any salami, yeah, he didn't have any chips, it. he didn't have a beer, he just had, like, he didn't have water. How can you eat that much cheese without water, dude? <laughs> You're gonna be like, what does this bread taste like? Oh, man. I I, I'd be like, I can't smell, oh, I can't, I can't taste my own breath, it's killing me. That's fucking, yeah, I was like, this is, I was like, that's weird. But I think the first thing I noticed, too, was just, like, Jim Lang always, like, ices his nipples before he goes anywhere. <laughs> it's like, he always shows up and, like, his nipples are just, like, super hard. I'm just like, bro. I'm like, it's not even cold outside right now. It's like a fucking 100 degrees, but your fucking nips is still hard as fuck. <laughs> he was excited to see us. Yeah. I, what's funny is like, he's like, uh-huh. <laughs> he's, he's older. Like, he's, going, he's like, I'm going to get copperhead. Yeah. Oh, dude. Dude. It, it's, I, I feel bad because I had fun at my clubs. Like, I, I'm not sure if it was more fun than 2016. Like, that was our most epic one when everybody, when Fruit Cup was out there cooking and his little... His little Maria is like his pop up camp thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, like it was just fucking fun. But I had more fun uh, with Dude, this. That was like Jackson, Quirky, Moose, Rocket, Rocket, uh, uh, Duffy, Noah. Yeah, Duffy, Jerry, Arnold, me, you, Beast, Will, ben, Armando. Uh, uh, fucking... the, what's the one guy that uh, bounced back east? Uh, but I asked him if he was gay. Oh, that god guy. damn it. Uh, what, John? John. John I just can't Lovely. think of his last name. John Lovely. There you go. And then uh, there was uh, Tyler. Was it Tyler? Oh, Big Tyler. Gil. Yeah, Big Tyler yeah. Gill. That you work uh, with. Cooper. I think Fuck. Cooper went to That's right, because Cooper tried to kill himself on a Fuck. tent rope. Yeah, we had like 11 or 12 yeah, people. Shit I mean, like, people. like epic people who don't play airsoft anymore, but they're still part of our world, you know? Uh-huh. Um... And then the group we had, I, fuck man, I had so much fun with this group. And you know, we got a, we had a guy that we'd never met before. Oh, uh, Tanner. Yeah, Tanner uh, came down with Brandon, who played last line clause with us, who whom we'd never met before. That he just showed up like somehow he found our cars. Well, that was the first time we met Juan. Also, oh, that's right, that was the first time we met. Yeah, Juan. because like they won the tickets oh, on our that's giveaway. Right, it was so Juan, Juan and Brandon. And Brandon that came and met with us to camp with us. And Juan is and the, Juan is. The quietest motherfucker like, on the planet. Yeah, and like Brandon had to cut out early because well, he was, and he like, came he came with his wife from Ready like, too. It yeah, took from it was a Ready. Long drive. It's like a ten hour drive. And then, like he supposedly almost blew his eardrums out that one day. I think his wife was know. bitching at him about being. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, then he comes back with his uh, not really his brother in law. It's like it's his brother in law. Their their wives are sisters. Their right. brother in law. Okay, so yeah, yeah the, his brother in law Tanner and like. Dude, Tanner's played before, but it was his first. He off. plays a lot of local stuff, but yeah. he only started. He only got into airsoft like a year ago. Yeah, but, and this but, was his first like op op. But goddamn, so, if he isn't like a like a tech, like those guys know everything about everything airsoft related. Yeah, and they're super cool. Like get along with like they stayed they kind of like they, mess with us right away. Well, they went to Billy's with us on Thursday night. Yeah, and uh, we had a lot of my ties, although Brandon didn't. We had some seven forty seven. <laughs> <laughs> we, that, we'll talk about that on the we'll talk about that on the Grill Airsoft Radio podcast because 
Because Mondo had to come late because he was sleeping in because he was hungover, <laughs> which is hilarious. Huh. Um, just a great group of guys. Brandon and Tanner stayed here uh, overnight and just, just fantastic dudes. Um, Brandon, I can never hear a word he says. That guy has a frequency. That's why his that name this, is The Whisperer now. The, whisp- the Whisperer, right? <laughs> I, I named him that because he, he says stuff and I'm like, well, I, I was always all the way across the camp from him and I would look at interpreters on the way like, we had to daisy chain it to get his his message to me most yeah. of the time. You know what I almost want to call Tanner? I almost want to call Tanner the kid. What is that? Because we all thought that Tanner was a oh, fucking little boy, dude. Because like I just he's so enthusiastic. That name with like a kid, like a nineteen year old, yeah. and he's super enthusiastic on the chat. Yeah, like and uh, he would chime in a lot. And it's funny because in your mind's eye, you form a character. Uh, <laughs> like like a, a avatar of what you think that person actually looks like. Yeah, and acts like. And we both are like. Oh, he's a fucking giant forty-year-old. <laughs> like he's fucking taller than me. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, it's huge. You know, <laughs> it's just like this big, like super booming voice, Midwestern from Wisconsin dude. Yeah. Like, but I remember like, the first thing you said to him is you're like, I imagine you being a child <laughs> <laughs> based on your name. <laughs> yeah, Tanner for a forty-year-old. That was that was somebody on the fucking bleeding edge of naming kids. <laughs> Millennial names. Yeah. Uh, he did say his dad was a like a super hippie traveler guy. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. But, um, uh, yeah, I, like uh, as far as like camping goes, I feel like a lot of the the big major creature comforts that might be kind of like just like Captain Obvious stuff is like lots of pop ups, mats if you have them, enough chairs, pre prepping your ice chests, having a decent grill. Knowing what kind of like knowing how many ice chests you're gonna have. Also, like plates, for, plates, forks, and napkins, and little shit like that. Like yeah. a roll of you know, paper towels. Lots of trash bags. Lot, yeah, yeah, I mean, your area. We filled up. Throw three, away all of that stuff. Three garbage yeah. bags. Bring a bunch of fucking warm water as the designated water to clean your utensils. Yeah. When you use the grill and you need to fucking wash it off before you pack it away. We always bring a case of like. There's always at least a partial case of water that's sort of floating around. Use it for. You know, brushing your teeth and, and, yeah, cleaning off your fork and shit like that, you know, because either you bring plastic utensils or, like, for me, I have my K-Bar spork. Yeah. <laughs> Which is nice. But, you know, all that shit has – and that's one thing that, you know, we've learned with camping is, like, okay, cool. We're going to barbecue two nights in a row. I'm going to have to clean my spatula. I'm going to have to clean my tongs. Like, I'm going to have to clean that plate so we don't get ants and bugs and shit like that when you're camping, you know, because mm-hmm. you got to watch out for shit like that. Keep everything elevated. Watch out for animals. We did have an animal invasion with a giant fucking snake. Yeah, it was a it was a nice friendly snake, but it was a friendly snake. Thankfully, less it was a lot more friendly than the one. Okay, Armando got scared as fuck. Oh, well, you know, <laughs> if it was an eagle and snake, he'd be like, "It's not home." But it's a Mexican <laughs> flag reference. Um, <laughs> yeah, he got a little freaked out, but that was a big fucking snake. It was like it's like five or six feet long. Yeah, it was a big like, it was a like king a snake, king snake, king snake, yeah. garter snake. I got, I couldn't tell her. Gopher. It was it was pretty though. Yeah, it was good. It was really chill. And then Will Will. I'm watching uh, Naked Afraid the other day, and they're capturing a, like a nine foot alligator. I'm like, it's not a man eater. Just grab it. I wouldn't touch that fucking snake. There's no way I was gonna grab that thing's tail. We'll um, grab it. We we'll tried to. We'll kind of did like a. He did like a half grab. Like a I don't think he really touch. wanted to grab it, but he wanted to prove that he was trying to grab it. He did like a tippy touch on that snake. Did. But like, um, you know, I would have laughed like if he had tried to grab that snake. And just turn around and bit it. Just did a caduceus wrap around him and bit him on the head. Yeah, he would have been alright. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah dude so uh you know things i always take little things like you know i've had a tent invaded by ants in colorado dude i mean like 
fucking faded. We woke up covered in ants. You know, little tiny, uh, you know, little tiny hand brush. Yeah. Like, uh, because like, sometimes you leave your, sometimes you like for me at least, I want to leave my tent partially open so that it's circulating the air in there. It's not getting stuffy and nasty. It's like you, know, well, you gotta like, leave you your. You have to go into your tent like. You know, it's not all hot. You gotta leave your time, windows open, but you can't leave your screens on. Yeah, you want to. Well, you want to leave the enclosures closed because, especially it, in New Mexico, point, like there was, like we saw the one snake. You know, luckily it wasn't in our camp, right. but there was a fucking uh, mouse that kind of like zipped through our camp at one point. Oh, dude! Um, you don't want like, a mouse. In your you don't tent. want. Yeah, you don't want that kind of shit. You don't want. Tent. You don't want like when we go to Copperhead, dude. There's fucking scorpions. And we saw the tarantulas, and I love tarantulas, but that one tarantula was fucking mean, dude. It was all fast and shit. Remember that? Yeah. I, you, you don't want critters in your tent. That's why I like a rooftop tent. Um, yeah, I mean, you got to keep that shit zipped up. You can leave your screens open, but always zippers. That's why I always tell everybody, like, keep, I'll walk by and zip people's tents up because they're just going in and out and leaving it and shit. It's like, no, not only do you need to zip it, but zip it to the top so it's not down low, you know? Right. So shit can, if you leave a little gap, like... And that's why I think we camp a lot, you know, mm-hmm. even in the rooftop, like, yeah, um, you know, keep your zippers up high, keep them closed all the time. Cause all it takes is one minute to fill your, you, you end up looking like Tommy boy's hotel room, dude, <laughs> Tommy, you're letting all the moths in. Well, like, so I'd left, uh, I left my tent open for a little bit, like the door of it. And so what ended up happening was with all the wind that was coming through, oh, I just got a there. shitload of dirt just brushed in there. Yeah. Like, I mean, at some point I'm going to have to take my tent out. Assemble it, turn it inside to out, clean it, yeah. take like, a shot you know, back in there, it, fucking wash it with a wet rag, and then kind of like fold it and put it back up. You know, one thing that people don't do too, and this is what I learned with the rooftop tent, is they don't prep their tents for water. So, one of the things when you get a tent, you this is what we do, this is what 90% of the time we get to the op, we take it out of the plastic and set it up, right? You've never set it up before, so you don't know how to do it, you're not sure that everything is there, and you know, you're supposed to prep a tent by hosing it like. Sealing it all up and hosing it down. So what it does is it when it dries, it causes the fiber to shrink and make it more waterproof. You got to do that two or three times to like prep your tent to get it ready to do camping the first time. Something I never knew. You know, everybody's like, "Oh yeah, I was thinking about putting some uh, some Scotch Guard on it," but no one ever does. And then, do you remember the first year I went to Copperhead? Your second time? Yeah. Do you remember the fucking sideways monsoon that came through there? <laughs> yeah, that was and pretty like, nasty. Dude, I, I was literally in my tent sleeping under a tarp because the water was blowing. <laughs> the water was blowing through the fucking uh, the rain fly under it in through the zipped up window. Oh my god! Yeah, see, dude. luckily for me, like mine had been wet a few times. I didn't have that problem. Yeah, it's important, though. you know. Like mm-hmm. it's something you know, unless you research it, you don't know the shit because it doesn't like, tell you that in the instructions that you never read. Well, I mean, it's just like uh, you know when people say like buy a yeti, they're like, oh, it says it keeps ice for seven days. What they don't read is the fine print that says like in optimal conditions, not no open. Don't leave it at all. Well, yeah, don't yeah. don't leave it in the sun, right? You know, leave it leave it someplace where it's going to get a little bit of a breeze, but it's going to be in the shade. You know, leave it under your car. And of course, you can where we are in Victorville. There's a See, little like, yeah, bit. I have a WeatherTech tent that's supposed to like keep the temperature in your tent actually cooler than the outside because right. of the way the the way the tent is made it's a blackout so like me, tent. yeah so i have my yeti in there it is cooler uh but you also know. you're like in victorville right semi-accessible to the public had should they want to walk through and like you said we were camping next to the honda boys so you don't want to leave everything out next to the honda boys right because they can just walk through and steal shit copperhead not so much worried about it unless it's illegal aliens crossing the border yeah but i don't think they're going to carry a yeti <laughs> 
Um, you know, so security is another concern about your shit. And, we, you know, we've got limited areas to lock things in cars. Because, you know, we throw them in the back of the truck or whatever. So something to consider, too. Like, I have giant cables. I have 15-foot cables that I lock every in everything in the back of my truck. So something you can you can do pretty easily, you know. You know, like for an op, like uh, you know, lion claws or copperhead, is uh, you know, it's 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 not total security, but it's definitely you're, uh, you're less opportunistic safe. for somebody to steal something. Yeah, is to just get just get a little lock because most people's tents have two zippers, right? With little hole. lock it. Yeah, it's discouraging, right? When right because you think because now it's like okay, I'm either gonna have to break this lock. Or I'm gonna cut, have to cut a hole, cut in a hole in it, which is gonna yeah. Versus, yeah, exactly. And and you know that most that crimes are crimes of opportunity, right? You know they walk past. We've all seen the videos, right? They walk past your car, they go to the driveway, and toot, 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 hear right. door they check times. the handle. If oh, it's, 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 it's locked, locked keep go on to the next one. Check is the next there anything one? in the back oh, of the truck? Unlocked. Unlock. Mm-hmm. Go through. Right. It. If your garage door is open, I'm gonna steal from that. Versus, yeah, I mean, how hard is it to go through a garage door? It's not that hard. Right. How hard is it to break a window? It's not that hard. But people don't want to do that shit. You know, I mean, unless. Unless they're, you know, coming in to steal your fucking gold, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they're just looking for a loose shit that they can pawn. You know? Uh, like, catalytic convert. Yeah. There's a lot of that going around. That's a huge thing here in California. Because of what? Copper or something in there? No, it's platinum. Oh, platinum? Inside mm-hmm. the catalytic converter? Really? Yeah. Oh, shit, dude. What do you get? About 150 for one of those? Um, I'm sure well, I'm sure those guys are probably getting 20, 30 the bucks. The platinum that's in a catalytic converter i want to say is only a few ounces but Dude, still it's my expensive. wife's my wife's wedding ring is only a few ounces of platinum right <laughs> it's pretty expensive yeah um yeah it's crazy but so yeah you know just limit limit the amount of shit setting out don't leave your gun sitting out in the camp i mean it can get stolen and and there we've been to off for shit's gotten stolen not from us, but I mean, people have had things walk away. We've usually been pretty vigilant about yeah. locking our stuff in a truck or in a bed. Yeah. Keep not, not keeping our stuff out. But there's a lot of people that they'll they'll pop out a table. They'll line up like 16 guns. And walk away they'll from use them one and they'll just leave them out. Yeah. But that's the equivalent of somebody that's like, oh, I never lock my doors to my house. And because I leave my garage door open I want to never happen. No, they're the ones that like, I refuse to live in a world where I don't feel safe. And it's like. Bitch, you live in an unsafe world. Yeah. Get your head out of your ass. Yeah. I refuse to believe that people are thieves. Well, then you need to go look at the crime blotter. Whoa, that was me, <laughs> I think. Um, yeah. So just just be smart. You know, if something's laying out, if you leave a $100 bill hanging out of your wallet, you leave your wallet on the table. Expect it to get stolen. I mean, like, yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it might get stolen, for sure. You know, mm-hmm. if you find a $100 bill on the ground... Are you going to put it in your pocket? Are you going to go like run around to every person you see? Did anybody lose a $100 bill? Right? I mean, right. you're not going to go out of your way to make sure that some. if you hear somebody say, hey, I lost a $100 bill, you pull it out your pocket and hand it to them. But otherwise, you're like, I mean, someone else is going to lie about it. <laughs> you know? Right. So, and there's some people who well, like, think example, about that. Like, in a when we way. were out playing airsoft, um, somebody goes, uh, hey, did anybody lose a magazine? And right. I was like, Oh, what is it? Like, and this guy just hands it to me like I'm the fucking guy that's like right. lost and found dude. So I have it and I'm like, well, I'm, I'm probably just going to turn it in, right? So then, like, two minutes later, because I'm like, hey, did anybody lose a mag? Did anybody lose a mag? Most people are like, no, no, no. One guy says, I lost a mag. And I'm kind of like, well, let me see the rest of your mags. And he's like, what? 
And I'm like, I'm not just going to hand it to you. Let me see your mags. So, like, uh, I, I see one of his mags, and I look at it, and I'm like, all right, they at least look the same. Right. And, like, it was a, it was a unique kind of mag. So right. Like, all right. Yeah, I go. saw it. it was an M4 mag, but it was a specific M4 mag. Yeah. So I gave it back to him because I'm like, I'm not just going to hand this shit to him. Just right. Because there's always somebody that's – there's always somebody – like, we joke around Ben. You could give him a fucking used road cone, and he'd take it because it's free. Right? Yeah. <laughs> there's always somebody who's just like, yeah, it's fine. Just opportunistic. They don't have as much character as some of the rest of us, or they're just not as mature. You know, well, like I, mean, uh, I jokingly said something about earlier in the op, somebody had also found something. Right. Um, I think it was uh, somebody's all, oh, uh, you know, there's an Anola gay grenade here. Does it belong to anybody? And I go, is it unused? And he's all, yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's probably mine then. And I was like, and so I go over, and he's all, oh, here, he's gonna hand it to me. I'm like, no, it's not really mine. But I'm just saying, like, you should probably make sure that you know, did anybody lose it? Belongs. Did anybody lose a grenade? Yeah, right. yeah, you know it's kind and of. Then like, everybody's checking their thunder bees. Those are eleven dollars bees. Yeah, it's like you know, just see if somebody lost something. Yeah, and then see if they tell you what it is, right? So that you know what they lost because you're just specifically seeing what it is, and I'm just like, oh, is it unused? Okay, yeah. It's and it's, it's it's people that are like the guy well, kind of like raises his eyebrow at me, kind of like you smart ass, but he even knew that I was right because I'm like, yeah. dude, like come on, yeah, you know, yeah. But you're trying to make a point. Yeah, exactly. So I, yeah, I know. I saw the whole magazine thing and I was laughing because I was just like. Somebody's going to say it's theirs. And I'm like, are you that desperate? That's why I always think, like, are you that desperate for airsoft gear? Yeah. Exactly. Like, you have to get a fucking found mag. <laughs> you know? It's like, how many times I lost, uh, my son lost a pistol out of the, out of the local field. I'm like, somebody found that. But oh, nobody absolutely. turned it in. It has our name on it. Mm -hmm. You know? And it was, I think it was just like, you know, one of those label maker names. And it's like, well, it's not to make it fucking secure. It's to make it be able to turn it back into Beast and Beast and go, oh, man, fuck, I recognize that. You know? Yeah. And, and I have had people, I had, was it John Maribel came to me and he goes, bro, I found this. It was an AK mag that I literally lost like four years ago. And he brought it. He's like, I found it. And I'm like, thanks. You, you can keep that. <laughs> and it was a good, it was like a dog's award. And, it was and he's like, I can rebuild this. I'm like, have at it, bud. <laughs> I'll go pay $11 for a new one. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I threw handfuls of $11 grenades at this top. <laughs> right. Yeah. Actually, I think what I thought, two or three. I'm saving the rest for Copperhead. Why not? Might as well. Got a couple grenades, cool. What's more satisfying? Oh, dude, was, than this is like the first time I actually threw one of those fucking grenades. Tanner handed to me. He's like, there's somebody in that room. Was it yours? Or he handed no, you he his? Handed me his. I will never throw somebody else's grenade, dude. That's a faux well, that's, that's pas. I didn't ask for one. I was going to clear it with my pistol. I had my pistol out. I was going to go in. And he's all, no, no, no. He's all here. And he, like, he gets a grenade, but he's got his finger in the pin already. So he wants me right. to like, pull the grenade. So like he has oh, his God. finger in the pin. I grab the grenade and I yank it, but he fucking like limp fingers it. Oh because no! Because when I pull so the grenade, I pull the whole grenade and almost throw it with the fucking pin still. Oh in. shit! But I catch it at the last minute, and then I I pull the pin and toss it. But dude, yeah. were you there when I threw the uh, was it the tagging grenade that I had? Like I was just I had a hard time. I, I misplaced my grenade pouch too high and too far back on my on my cummerbund on my PC. So I couldn't reach it, and I'm like, Tanner, Tanner, give me a fuck. Open my, my pack. I can't. I, I couldn't reach it, dude. And instead of throwing one of those little pea grenades, I threw a fucking tagging round. You know, it looks like an M67. Oh, yeah. You know? And I threw it, and it goes, pop. And that's just the igniter, dude. It goes, pop. And then it hits, and it's like, boosh, dude. Like, you like you see the blast wave come out. People are coming out, like, staggering. Oh, crying and shit. <laughs> dude. <laughs> so 
Brandon's like going into like his uh, fucking PTSD mode. He's like, and it's like staring in his face and shit. <laughs> Dude, it was so loud. Mondo and I had a really good grenade kill. Remember that white building we were trying to get at the end of the octagon? Oh, yeah, we yeah. There. And he goes, Fuck That it. was where we actually we got, jumped out the uh, window. The objective. Yeah, 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 that one. And uh, we got to the. We couldn't nobody get, get to that first building. And I love Mondo, dude. He's, he's turning into us. He goes, Fuck it. Let's just go take it. <laughs> and he goes, So he jumps out a window. Man, it was rough terrain over there. Like, just we're jumping stacks over, like, of piles mob. of fucking trees, subs, and yeah, shit. Yeah, dude, like, like, like three or four feet thick of that shit. And we go running up, and he's getting ready to clear the building, and, and he goes, that's grenade hit. And I was like, oh, yeah. So I was able to, because you have to put a hand on the window frame to be able to throw it, threw it in, and he cleared it, killed the guy that was hiding in the corner. Oh, God, dude. It was just, it was the most beautiful teamwork. It was just like, you know when you have that seamless moment where you're just like, we are Navy fucking SEALs right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it has nothing to do with camping, but it was a great airsoft moment. Oh, we're kind of talking about the op, too. Not too much, because we've got to save that for Gorilla. Airsoft. Well, we didn't talk about uh, all the other stuff. We're just going to talk about moments. Moments. Highlights. Moments, yes. This is like Sports Center of the game. <laughs> it was fun, dude. It's like, it would time. you like to know more? <laughs> Listen to Gorilla Assault Radio <laughs> next week. Click on Gorilla Um Yeah, dude, it was good. We uh, The camping thing was a little frustrating because we camped. We actually camped outside where we were supposed to camp. Didn't realize it because there's so many signs and barriers and shit like that that are just covered yeah, there's up. There's some and, janky, like, it looks like a farm fence, like some shitty yeah, wooden fence. Yeah, it's just rail. Like, looks like it's mostly fallen over. Apparently there's an old golf course up there, and we, yeah. were, we were too near that, and it's not part of the AO. After the, well, the middle well, of the, Saturday. Well, the weird part is, is there's two buildings on that flank each side of us that are technically part of the AO, right? But this fence line goes around the one building, inward, around where we camped, right. and then back up it snakes. To take, so it yeah. snakes this little fucking pile and it's of all dilapidated on. the signs are all like but bent like, and painted on it's and, way on the outside of like where this golf course is like on the there's furthest no, edge oh, of dude, the fucking property there's no fucking golf course well there is no golf course <laughs> yes you're correct it's been but dilapidated for 20 years the the signs that would indicate that that's where the property line ends and where the golf course right. begins is those signs are completely covered. They're completely tagged up, so you don't see that it's. Jeez. This is I wonder which property or whatever. I wonder which airsoft organization did all of that. Yeah, there's always way more graffiti after dude, other ops, huh? Dude, remember the first time we did Milsim West? We found that one picture on the parking structure that was just a giant hard veiny penis. Mm-hmm. It was about twelve feet long, and it was the most hilarious graffiti I'd ever seen in my life. And that was like the only piece of graffiti out there, and now it's so just every covered. single building was tagged, and I mean hours and hours and hours of paint. It's not just vandals going out there because you see all the fucking douchebaggery that is airsoft. You know that like airsoft people. Well, they're, they're making references to like other yeah. organizations. Yeah, like Undead Fred and all you know all that shit. They, there was some anti lion clause shit out there, and it's like every building, the interior of every building. The fucking sidewalks, the stairs, the streets. the streets, everything had been tagged, which just, I had really considered well, going to. It makes it, it makes it to where, like, you know, the, the city of Victorville is going to really. They were on our asses for shit we didn't, the, the Lion Claws organization didn't. Right, well, they, yeah, they, they were giving his, organiz, like, John Liu's organization shit for stuff that had happened with 
other event organizers. Who, who said they were from his organization, allegedly. Right. They, that's what they told him. So there was just a really, you could tell that there was a really bad taste in their mouth for Airsoft in general. And they basically, uh, Lion Claws is the Kleenex or the Coke of Airsoft, right? Like, oh, Airsoft, that's that Lion Claws people. It doesn't matter whose organization it was, you just call it Coke, right? Well, they've been doesn't matter what so doesn't matter what soda it is, you call it Coke. Yeah. Oh, what kind of Coke are you drinking? Dark Ripper. <laughs> like that's a stupid thing to say, we all say it, right? right? You use a Kleenex, you don't use a facial tissue. And that's kind of the way the Lion Claws is ubiquitous like that. So yeah, they caught a lot of shit. And, and and that's one thing I've never seen in a Lion Claws game. I saw a lot of that during the Muslim West. I've never seen it at a, a AMS game. It's just a different culture. And uh, it would really you know, and I was like, okay, it's a little bit more wild. It's a little bit, you know, more counterculture and stuff like that. After the last game you went to, I kind of really thought about going to another one. And then after this, I was like, fuck that. Fuck those people. Like, I don't want to be in a, I don't want to be around those fuckers. They're the kind of people I can't stand. You're not tagging shit. That's just not my jam. I, I can't. I, I, I just not my thing. Well, I think the biggest thing that concerns me is just, you know, these, you know, other places that are going out there. They're doing anything that's going to piss off the city of Victorville. That's going to make them not want. I really to believe... let any airsoft company use it. It's it's a shame because you know John Lou has been using that place longer than any other fucking place for what and, fifteen years. You know, then other places start coming in and using it, and then they're leaving. Um, they're leaving on well, I wouldn't say bad, bad terms, but, but they're no. at least they're at least. Dude, they pissing burn. off the organization, you know, the, the the city of Victorville enough that when the next place comes along, even if it's not associated with the other, that they're just it's just airsoft. Everybody into in. it with airsoft. Yeah, right? exactly. And, and when people come in and lie about their insurance policy that's expired, burn a building down, and leave, I mean that that leaves a bad taste in Well, I mean, we don't know how true that is. So, when people come in and burn down a building, that leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah, I mean, the, I mean the city. Yeah, the thing is, though, is I mean, okay, that place is fucked, but and still, at some point, it's going to be completely fucking. It's going to be gone, raised, or whatever. Right. But you know, it. It's it really should the be longer an empty- that place fucking lasts by not burning shit down or by not knocking shit down or whatever. That's more times they're going to be able to go out there and yeah. actually utilize the facility. Well, that's, that's the thing. What's going like- to be left of it if you know? A fucking building's getting burned down all the time. Or Don't you hate that when, when there's something that's uh, uh, just a natural resource, you know? You go to a beautiful lake, you go kayaking or something like that, and somebody's throwing fucking dirty diaper, diapers and hot Cheeto wrappers everywhere. Like, God damn it! You know, like, hey, let's not fuck this up for everybody. I know you're never going to come back because you don't give a shit about anything. But you're going to fuck it up for everybody else that wants to still enjoy it. Well, that you know, and, and on the West Coast, there's not a lot of places like that to play. No, the West Coast, you know? I mean, we're so, for I mean, the most part. That's why George gets yeah. used so much, because one of the only places like it. Because George puts it still out. exists. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, think about it. You know, you have a place like Fort Ord that, like, okay, it's going to take place there forever. But it's always like, oh, it's going to get raised. <clears> it's going to get raised because it's on a really expensive land. It's near the beach. Yeah. You know, it's only lucky that it's been there as long as it has, but it sounds like it's actually going to happen this time because they're not renewing, like, a lease for the airsoft place to play there anymore. Is California land is so goddamn expensive. Yeah, shit especially Fort Orr. And it's gone. You know, the only reason George is still there is because Victorville land ain't that fucking expensive. Well, and think about this. It would cost the city of Victorville so much to tear that down, not just to knock it down, but because of all the remediation uh, they would have to do for asbestos. Asbestos, all that stuff. Yeah, well, so actually they're better. I mean, dude, 
we were definitely living in asbestos this weekend. But I mean, they're, they, I look at it like this. It's basically, you know, Chernobyl. You can't do anything with it. It's too expensive to tear down. You're leaving it there. You can just let it sit there and be this dilapidated piece of shit, but you can earn, you know, $20,000 for a weekend of renting it out to people like John Liu. That's right. passive income that costs you nothing. And, you know, worst case scenario, something gets fucked up. But then they get all pissy because now it requires the fire department to go out if it's burning down. You know, they that first time I saw that inspector truck out there, he had his yellow lights flashing. He was driving around all fast like he was a fucking cop or something, <laughs> which I immediately was like, fucking poser. Yeah. Um, you know, I did see that. And, I mean, I get it because there is the potential for them to face a lawsuit. Somebody gets hurt. Yeah. Right. I mean, all these, all these. Things that we sign for line clause are kind of a joke. So I feel like if it, like we're earning passive twenty grand every couple months for it, for whatever organizations come in, that's cool. Yeah, you want that thing to stay as long as possible, right? So that but but it. if it starts necessitating manpower and the fire department coming out, police department. I mean, Jesus Christ! Last time I was up there, found a dead body. It had nothing to do with line clause, but you know what I mean. Like it starts becoming a nuisance and more trouble than it's worth. Then they'll just close it down. Right. And then they'll, you know, they'll figure out, fuck, they'll let somebody burn it down. Let some hobos go in there and burn that shit down. You know, right? Um, I'm really scared that this might be our last year. Yeah, it's possible. And that'd be a bummer because there's nothing like it on the West Coast. Arizona, yeah. we've got that mall. That's a lot further drive, dude. That's a bigger commitment going to Arizona. That's an eight-hour drive for oh, us. Oh, yeah, at least. Um, so, which sounds fucking awesome, but they didn't have air conditioning last year. And I'm, all about, <laughs> I'm all about air conditioning in Arizona. In yeah, the in a fucking mall, it's all heated. Mm. Oh, fuck it. I mean, I remember how hot it was just going up to Antioch to go play a game pod, oh my God. and basically like playing in a heated up tin can. Like, yeah, they had one one room on each side of the field that had like a little swamp cooler air conditioner. Yeah, you could stand in and try to cool down, and like it just was not enough. And that's not even a hot area compared to Bakersfield or Arizona. It was like a hundred there, like hundred and two. It was pretty hot. Pretty hot. So. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I guess the point of that is, you know, we, we left to camp, because we we're talking about camping, we left a campground that was nicer than when we got there. There was not, I mean, there was a lot of garbage when we got there. You know what I mean? Just shit yeah. everywhere. There was no garbage left from us. I mean, we we policed the area up. Um, and, I, you know, I, I kind of, if I were to put myself in the category, I'm a conservationist. I want to conserve it for other people to use. I want to conserve it for me to use again. Right. I mean, I'm not, you know, like hippy dippy crazy tree hugger or something, but it's like, don't fuck it up. Don't go carve your initials and shit. Don't carve your initials in a tree. Just leave shit like you found it, man. Like, leave it. So that, that's right. And it's like, you know, like for us, we were told like, hey, you know, you're actually not camping in the right area you're supposed to. We mm -hmm. didn't know, uh, you know, initially we were told, hey, like, you know, you got to kind of move your camp. And it was kind of like, dude, we got to move this big old fucking camp that we like and it set was up for at, hours. It was at lunch break. We so gonna, we would have missed two, three hours pissed. of the off. We would have basically missed the rest of the off on yeah. Saturday. And uh, so we're just like, you know what? Fuck it. I mean, whatever. Well, John, happens. John was awesome. And he goes, you know what? Fuck it. Just leave it. We'll deal with it later. Like he was really cool. John was on our side. Yeah. Because I was kind of pissed when he first drove up. I'm like, mm -mm. yeah, I was. He was going to face some backlash on that. But he was. I've never seen John Lou so fucking mad, dude. Like, I think he was going to box. I think he was going to go Shaolin on that guy. Well, and I think, you know, too, it's like, I think he recognized at least, like, he knows us. He knows we're not going to fucking mess anything up or anything like that. We're not And we certainly left everything, like, better than it, it was. Yeah. You know, so that if whoever 
eventually is like you know trying to talk to him about like however something was left whatever fucking area we, we were at is gonna look way better than it was we literally swept the pine needles into a big pile cleaned up all our garbage i mean it's just so the only thing i did is i ran up in the sprinklers and got wet because they were actually trying to get the the golf course bag and i felt amazing i don't care if it was recycled sewer water i don't care <laughs> yeah dude, they were in that truck in the water 24 7 the whole time we were there yeah right so but so, uh yeah, that's going to be a really nice golf course. <laughs> Fuck. I'm going to break my goddamn golf clubs if I ever go out there. Fucking grounds me so goddamn hard. Well, killing snakes. Yeah. So, you know, the difference for that and Copperhead is Copperhead is much more remote. We're a long way from resources. We're a long way from home. We, You know, things like my propane-powered fire pit, that takes up a lot of room. That's a lot of weight, you know. That's probably a good 50 pounds worth of shit with the propane we're gonna leave that obviously. It's nice to have fire in your camp, though, isn't it? Uh, yeah. It just it just feels good. It's a it's a place. I mean, since human beings have been human beings, they've always gathered around like fire, fire, right? You gather uh-huh. around it, and you know, fire is life, and and then breaking bread together is important. You know, uh, drinking booze together is also important. But um, you know, things we're gonna leave at home next time. Things we need to take the we, I, the broom. The broom's a permanent part of my camping <laughs> kit now, man. Like seriously, yeah. we took it apart. So it's a little bit smaller, but the big push broom too. Not a little fuck around kitchen broom, a big push broom. Yeah, like a Goldie Wilson push broom. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. So I'm gonna find a place for that. Um, I don't know what else. What else do you think that was like different this year that was awesome? Just our organization was awesome. The actual campsite. Yeah, I mean, I think the overall like just. <clears throat> I don't want to say I like master plan the camp but i definitely put a lot more thought did i not send you how i wanted the camp to look wait didn't i send you a diagram of how i wanted to put it up no <laughs> fucking liar what the fuck I, you sent the fucking diagram i drew a picture on a post-it note and i sent it to everybody oh i totally didn't read it you're so full of shit <laughs> but no i just thought to myself like you know you would mention like you know the the, the camp was kind of fucked out last time because some of us got there early we started setting up our camp right away, and then other people came late or set up their camp differently, and so we didn't set up, an expectation for it. Well, right, we just started. We just started putting shit up. Yeah. And then, so like everything else is an afterthought. But this time, it's like, all right, we know we know we did wrong last time. Let's start with the stuff that everyone's going to use, and then build out. And that's <laughs> a master plan community. Yeah, it really was. I mean, <laughs> if we were like post pictures of it, it wasn't. It's funny because it looks kind of when you look at pictures of it. It doesn't look like as smooth as like everybody having the same tent or something. Yeah. But it was so when you get inside of it, when you see pictures of the inside of camp, it was nice. It was tight. We had to have like a fucking episode of cribs in there. We went. I know we didn't film that, like we talked about. Yeah. Uh, but like you're not tripping over tent ropes. Uh, we all had our stakes deployed all the way into the ground. Like we had paths. We kept it tight so people weren't. I hate when people just walk up into our camp. Mm-hmm. And you don't know they're there. Yeah, we, we had like tents almost touching. Yeah, at some point. Yeah, I mean, like you'd have to be like an asshole to walk through that. And then the points of egress and ingress were controlled. Like we knew where somebody would walk into our camp. And many, many people find us and walk into our camp because <laughs> <laughs> we're like the world's tallest midgets in Arizona. They were like, "Hey, dude, what's <laughs> up, bro? Gotta be careful with that shit. Some of them aren't dudes or bros." <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, it was fun, man. It was nice. Yeah, it was a good time. I, it was one of the most fun mine clubs I've, I've been to. So it makes me even more bummed out to think that there's a, a the threat of 
of losing that. But this one, this one was fun. Mm. But goddamn it, like the Copperhead expectations are fucking phenomenally it's, high. It's kind of a warm up for Copperhead, right? I don't know why Copperhead's so much more epic. The road trip involved. I think it's because part we, misery, part extreme fun. Because we have to work so hard to get there. The firework fights, shenanigans, the, right? Yeah, the the Whataburger stop that half the people love and half the people hate. You know, it's so just, dogmatic. It's like politics and religion. Yeah, you know, it's it's like the the fucking drunken stupor and fighting. At, uh, you know, the, the the night breaks. Oh my god! Uh, god damn it! It is it is more fun. Uh, I'll say a couple things. Uh, not last mm-hmm. year, but or last time most probably the time before. That was last time uh, when they had everything set up, and it's like a it's like a party up on the grass. You know, the buildings that aren't yeah. dilapidated. Uh, it's like plugged a, everything back in and started playing. Yeah, dude. I mean, they got music going. They got electricity. That is fun. That's like that. That's what they really should embrace more, especially the, the Friday night because on Saturday night everybody's tired. Yeah, <clears throat> but I, I hope that Bo uh, uh, embraces that this year, and you know the cornhole and all that shit just makes it so much more fun. Um, I've always said that you know if you had a giant party going you know you brought like a fucking dj to an airsoft <laughs> it'd be awesome right like to get everybody in the whole camp out there to do that you know or we had talked about this time taking a keg with this to lion oh claws gosh, yeah. it was a little expensive um but you know camping somewhere central where you just get everybody coming in and having that would be we'll just have to buy like awesome. a lot of uh minis well we can't really buy alcohol the alcohol we want to drink and freeze it no it won't freeze yeah <laughs> alcohol doesn't freeze um, yeah, I mean, I would love to, I, my, like, my fantasy is if you hit the Powerball or something and you're like, we're doing open bar, <laughs> we got a DJ, Bulls yeah. Malone, everybody! Be like, <laughs> like, we have a fucking bartender from the 430, 430 boardroom, <laughs> Georgia, Georgia Tower, <laughs> like, and Isaac from Love Boat! <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that, that, that would be, that's, that's, that would be the most awesome thing, and I, that was one of the things that sounded kind of fun about the MSW game that you went to, you know, mm-hmm. just the, the camaraderie that that camaraderie and seeing your friends. And, like I took one around and we were looking for the MSE guys that I uh, bought grenades from, and they just deliver them to the AO. And and we ran into so many camps full of people. Dude, I was doing shots with people. I was eating fucking chips and salsa with people. I mean, just just having a blast, dude. Like walking through, seeing all our friends, and I like I, I like the where we are at Copperhead. It's pretty central. People kind of have to walk past us to hang out, you know, to go where they're going. So we have to hang out with a lot more people. Yeah. Um, it, I don't know. It's uh, it's fun, man. So set up a good camp that's welcoming. You know, they're like you want your friends to come to. Have a little extra alcohol so you can, you know, pour a shot for your homies yep. when they're there. Always, always bring. You know, be a good, be a good camp host, dude. Like, you know, bring communal alcohol. If you bust out, and Ben was doing that, dude. He had his maker's mark. He spent a lot of money on. He's like, who wants a drink? Of course, everybody wants a drink. Yeah, but you know, be be willing to share your shit. You know, bring don't bring the bare minimum. Bring a little extra. You know, unless you're a poor motherfucker, then just <laughs> suck it up and bring a little extra too. Yep. You know, hey man, oh yeah, I love Mike's hard lemonade. That sounds good. Fucking here, here's one for you. You know. Mm-hmm. But I did. You know, there's always the person like Will. Will had like six hot dogs on the grill for dinner, and he's like, Joe, you want one? I'm like, yeah, man, thank you. You know, and. uh and then somebody else comes up and they're like, can I have some? He's like, I didn't bring one for everybody. <laughs> like, 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 it is your dinner and be conscious of that. Like, oh, can I have some of that? No, yeah. motherfucker, have some of your own. <laughs> so, 
funny. But camp is about camp's about being communal. You know, like surviving off of each other. So so think about that when you're planning too. Think about bringing extra. You know, um, double everything up. And if you've got one mattress inflator for the whole camp, that's a mistake because one of them's gonna break. You know, mm-hmm. what is, one is none, two is two is one. You know, it's kind of like the so like, where you just buy a bed like mine that has a built-in, well, built-in if, blower. If you happen to have a Tacoma that you're able to plug that into, but otherwise you're not able to plug that into anything unless you have an inverter somewhere. And a lot of people don't bring inverters, so you know, otherwise you just plug it into a. Because I, I I went to buy a mattress and I saw that and I'm like I don't want to buy that because where the fuck am I going to plug it into? I can't just plug it into a cigarette. Well, lighter. and your Subaru, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, so some things to think about is like, is it car specific? You know, are other people going to be able to use it? Uh, there's just, you know, do you want a one that plugs in or do you want a battery powered one? If you brought battery power, did you bring enough batteries to replace the batteries in case some jackass leaves it on overnight? There's just, there's a lot of things to think about. For and, sure. And you don't want to be without a mattress. No, you like, do not. Dude, what did I sleep on? I slept the first time. You like, like a Mondo would sleep in your car? Dude, I, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I slept on one of those little like self-inflator and then you inflated a little bit things the first year and then last year the pad, head, is yeah, the pad doesn't work and then i gave i think i had one or two of those for george last year and he was miserable the whole time yeah i had a pad i think the first year i went and it was awful dude your hips hurt when you wake up your elbows hurt like everything hurts i mean you're just like a quarter inch from sleeping on the fucking ground dude and, and be honest i do want some comfort because man you're beat to shit with the way we do aerosol tops oh yeah you know like i don't feel good the, that night like i'm beat to fuck like you know the first thing we did when we came back from lunch is jesse's like if you can boys i suggest you take off your shoes and that was it's fantastic advice dude you want to get your shoes off and be comfortable for a little bit because mm-hmm. we beat the shit out of our bodies out there yeah we ran eight miles the first day and that was during lunchtime i was like take off your shoes yeah. get cooled off yeah dude exactly like change into a t-shirt get your get your, your hot shit off get your pc off get cleaned up a little bit get some cool water on you you know I like the comforts. I don't want to just be miserable all the time. And then, like, Copperhead drive 15 hours back after being miserable. Oh, it's real Milsim. We've been sleeping the whole fucking time. Bored. Right. Right. Just, oh, like, it's Milsim, bro. Pain. It's Milsim, bro. If I ever go to an offer, somebody says, Milsim, bro, I'm leaving. Oh, yeah, that's right. I already did that. Milsim, <laughs> bro. Yeah. Yeah. So get your camp shit squared away. The ice chest thing's important. Mm-hmm. Like, like, actually get that shit together. And get the right tent. Don't get it too small. Don't get it too big. You're looking at me when you say too big? Your tent's fucking huge. But it's Fuck cool. Yeah, it is. It's a very nice tent. And I know you have it for your family camping. But it's also like, do you need that Fuck much yeah, tent? I do. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I do. I need Don't, every inch in that tent. I know, tent. dude. You want some real estate in your tent? First year I went, remember I had the mattress that barely fit dude, in the I entire tent? I can stand up upright. It, the, the middle of the fucking tent is like eight feet tall. <laughs> it's like a the, circus the, tent. The sides of it are fucking pretty big. I can put all my gear in it. I still have plenty of room to walk around. Like, it is a shit. Yeah, I mean, if, if you think you're going to go out there in a backpacking tent, you're mistaken. I mean, we saw some guys in backpacking tents. You can do it, but are you going to be comfortable? What's your level of comfort you're willing to sacrifice? You're like, mm-hmm. well, was it two years ago, Copperhead, I took that little uh, hiking folding chair that I have. It's made to be a backpacking chair. It weighs like a pound, you know? And yeah. you got to fold it all out, and it's about a half inch off the ground for three days. Fucking sucked. <laughs> Wasn't the best. Yeah. So, and they, that's another thing. It takes up a lot of room. Chairs. They take up a lot of room. Just a little bit. Like especially mine. They just fold in half. Oh, take up yeah. a lot of room. 
Yeah, with big old fucking they're chairs so with like little side platforms. They're so comfortable. You know they're comfortable. Oh, they are. Yeah. That's important. Mm-hmm. Oh, that comfort. I'd bring an ottoman if I could. At a minimum, just get a fucking chair that can support a lot of weight. Well, especially if you're an NSL player, because you'll need that 270 limit. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get out of here. All right. Well, uh, that's the end of the show, fuckers. Thanks for listening to episode eight. Uh, if you want to listen more about the actual op and like what we did throughout the day, um, different uh, people that we met representing like each side, then listen to the Girl or Soft Radio podcast, uh, which we'll be recording next Thursday. Next Thursday, yes. Take care, everybody. God willing. Late. trying to beatbox right now? No. Just testing the pee problem that I usually present. <laughs> popping the peas. Boy. You're, you're, you're popping the pussy. <laughs>